<laughs> Hello, boils and ghouls. It's your old pal, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to the Horrorcon Lounge Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Horrorcon Lounge. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jeremy. And we are live, not for the whole episode, because I yelled at Jeremy already. Um, but we're going to do a live New Jersey Horror Con recap. Yeah. So tell us about your trip. <laughs> Very tiring. <laughs> All right. Starting off on a positive note. Love it. Well, I went to see George Thorogood and the Destroyers Friday night, which was rescheduled from like last March. Uh, I was looking really forward to the concert. It was a great show. But I didn't get back to Kristen's house until like 2 o'clock in the morning. We were up by 5 o'clock this morning. And yeah, just three hour drive to Atlantic City. We're on our way home and some crazy ass tanker shut down the turnpike. So we got rerouted all over the place and it's taking us a lot longer to get home than anticipated. So it's just a long day. Yeah, it's uh for sure. So... What was your main priority for going to New Jersey Horror Con? Uh, I would say that we, well, I really wanted to meet Peter Chris. So we got the special oh. tickets. What did you get autographed from him? Nothing. <laughs> Jeremy gave away his autograph to his friend, so that was nice of him. Yes. Um, As did I. I gave away my autograph to my friend, too, but like... I also don't care. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I mentioned it to you, obviously, but I kind of am second-guessing passing up the really cool photo op. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. That, we probably should have done that, but oh well. What are you, you going to do now? It's too late. Yeah. Too late. We're halfway home. So, we left our house at 6 a.m., and when we got this, so then we got there at 10 yeah. and we didn't get done with Peter until what, like two, one thirty, two o'clock. Between one thirty and two. Yeah. It took us a while to get through that line. Yeah. And not, was, not great. And it was nothing. Here's the thing. Peter wasn't bad. The interaction we had with him was really good. I don't want to say it was a Robert England situation where he was too chatty. But he was, he was super friendly and definitely took his time with people. I think it's safe to say. So yes. we just we waited a long time. Like, we weren't, I don't know, I'd say we were within the first 75 people, maybe, if that. Yeah. Um, we got in the room pretty quickly. We got to sit there for a while. But it just, like, and I remember I made the comment to Kristen. I was like, I think he's getting through one row every 20 to 30 minutes. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. <laughs> and we were in the fifth row at that point, and it just, yeah, we just, we were in that room for at least an hour. So, and then we finally got up, and we stood in the line for, like, another 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes, I think. Yeah. And it was just, that was a long, long time waiting for Peter Chris. But when we got up there and got all the items and stuff signed that we, you know, helped out for others, it was great, great interaction, great experience. He was great to talk to. Um, 
I feel like I had a unique interaction with him because he was signing his name and I don't know, somehow it came up about signing and I was like, well, at least you know how to sign. You know, we've met celebrities that only print their name because they don't even teach cursive anymore. And he was like, oh my God, yeah, that's so crazy. And I don't know, we just had this really cool conversation based on that. And then, you know, he loved some of the items that we were getting signed. So, I mean, it was a really good experience and I'm glad that I had that. I can't speak for you. I Kiss is not like my number one favorite band of all time, but I definitely enjoy their music and I do like Kiss. Um, wow, that was a cop. Yep, that, that was a cop. So, one thing I wanted to know about the Peter Chris experience was the team between the New Jersey Horror Con staff and the Peter Chris staff. Amazing. Yep. Literally, they were so organized and so on top of everything. It, it was just amazing. And it, I want to say it was like an assembly line. I mean, it, it was, but it wasn't like they were not herding you through like some other big name guests do. Like I would say probably the Undertaker type situation, the Mike Chevy Tyson. Chase, Mike Tyson, yep, like yep. even um, Shawn Michaels, like any of those type where they just like herd you through like cattle and it's like quick sign by like, no, he took his time with everybody, and they, like, had an assembly line style, but it was all to our benefit. Like, they literally, after, because we got ten items signed, like, five each, yep. and every single, uh, no, nine of the items were signed in paint pen, yep. um, which, if you go to cons, you know paint pens are very prone to smearing easily. So, they had workers that would take the items as soon as he was done signing and move them down. There was like three or four, like eight foot tables set up or six foot tables set up and move them down to the end of the table. And they had a team of about 10 people fanning all of these items. Fanning, collecting items, like putting items against the wall to get them out of the way. They, Chris they offered to they take were, Jeremy's they backpack. Crazy. They're like, hey, can we take your backpack for you so it's easier? And I'm like, he would love that. <laughs> like, I was like, fuck yeah, please. So that was just amazing. Yeah. And I, Kristen was here with me all day. I went out of my way to make sure that each of them knew how good they were doing. You know, I just thanked them for their hard work. And I, I told everybody that I possibly could up there that they were doing a great job. And then I even ran into the show promoter and made sure that he knew his staff was doing a great job as well. Um, so, yeah. Spread a little kindness wherever you go. For sure. Very good observation. Unless it's Jeremy, you don't have to give him kindness. <laughs> so, once we got done with Peter Chris, we went downstairs to the main floor. Yeah. And we walked in and just kind of started plugging away at the various consignments and stuff we had. We had a... I would say we started the day off on a bad note after Chris, after Peter Chris. Why? The first guest that we got was Alan Howarth. Oh, was that the first guy? Oh, yeah, yeah that, that wasn't great, guys. Yeah, like something, I don't know what happened there. Something went wrong. And of course, I'm not one to like question things. Jeremy or, like, will never, ever complain. Right. So Ever. But long story short, I was way overcharged. I don't know why. And I won't complain for him because it's not my place. Well, maybe now, like, we're technically dating, maybe it could be my place now. But, like, I know Jeremy doesn't want me to say things like that, so I but just I, keep my mouth shut. I got a poster signed, and I got a table 8x10, and I was charged 90 bucks. I didn't even get a picture with the guy. 
And he was advertising twenty dollar auto. Yeah, so I don't know. So, what, I don't know what happened. Like something weird happened, or they just didn't like me and totally screwed me over. Yeah, not great. Um, I dropped my sour straw thing that I was eating. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Um, another thing I didn't like. Now he was very polite. Like, so there's nothing wrong like with him necessarily. Um, because I think the volunteer was the one that messed up the pricing. Right. And then I, what I didn't like is he had all of his table photos pre-signed. Yeah, I agree. So, like, you couldn't sit there and watch him sign at the show. Right. Or, like, request something special or anything like that. Like, you literally just, like, picked it off the table and walked away. Like, that was it. Like, you didn't have any, really, interaction with him necessarily. Which was a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. Who was next? William Forsythe? I think it was William. Well, y'all know, William and I are buds. Uh, <laughs> so, by, you know, by buds, I mean, I hid behind Jeremy the whole time so he didn't recognize me from last week. One thing we did get lucky, I didn't mention this to you before, but his handler was one of the ones who really likes us. Oh, yeah. So I actually was not as concerned when I went over. Well, you know, his handler last week really fucking liked me too. Oh, yeah. It was Selena last yeah. week. Oh, well. And she was the one that kept telling me to fix my issue, but right. it didn't end well for me. But he was just, he was interesting. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I said to Kristen, like, I didn't have a bad experience with him. <laughs> I don't know that he necessarily goes out of your way, goes out of his way to be friendly, though. Um, he didn't say much of anything, but whatever. After him, we went over to... Fred Williamson? Fred, is, yeah. Is that what his name is? Yes. I was trying to think of his first name. I'm just going to be completely upfront, like, and I'm probably going to get so much shit for this. But, like, I don't know fucking anything this guy is in, but let me tell you... He was the sweetest old man oh, ever. Oh, man, he, he was, was awesome. He was adorable. He signed a photo, and then I felt, I don't want to say felt bad, but he had gotten done signing. I'm like, oh, shoot, the person had asked for a quote. So I, you know, politely asked, like, hey, any chance you could add this? And he's like, heck yeah. I don't even remember what he said. But not only did he add the quote, he added, like, a nickname, too. I don't know if you noticed that or not. Yeah. But, so, like... There's yeah. this storybook on this 8x10, and it looks awesome. Like, I'm jealous of this piece for the person we got it for. Yeah. Um, my favorite part, though, was when it was time for us to take a selfie with him. He comes around, and he he's like, no, no, no. He's like, <laughs> you, he's like, and he's pointing to me, and he's like, you stand in the middle. I'm not hugging him, yeah. but I'll hug you. And you can see in the picture, like, it was so cute. And I can't wait to crop Jeremy's ass out of that picture. Like, he always crops me out of pictures. There you go. Who's next? Skid Row, right? Where are they next? Okay. I don't know. Just, just wing it. Skid Row, pretend. Okay. Maybe it was Skid Row who was next. We're just playing. We're just fucking around. No, it wasn't. It was Diane Franklin who was next. Okay. Diane Franklin. Go ahead. Tell us. She was very nice. She was a sweetheart. Um, we have a bit of an issue, though. Our listeners maybe will know this. Maybe not. I think, well, we think that her IMDb credits are wrong. 
because she is credited in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure as being Princess Joanna? Joanna? Something like that. Jonah? Something like that. But she said that she is Princess Elizabeth. And she wrote her character name as Princess Elizabeth. And we're hoping and praying that the person who sent the poster is not going to get mad because... She was, she was like, that's who I am. We we figured it out afterwards. Like, they have it wrong. I love how I was messaging Dwayne about it, and he's just like, it's literally, like, not a big deal. Like, it's literally, it is what it is. Like, and they're mixed up on IMDb, and it's nothing more than that. And I'm just like, he's doing such a good job at trying to make me feel better, and I'm just, like, still, like, Super panicking. Yeah. Because, like, while I personally understand and I get it, I'm just hoping that this customer gets it as well. Right. I mean, Signature is beautiful. She did a great job. But it's an original one sheet. And you always worry. You know, you have other people's stuff. We we try to treat it like it's our own. And I don't think, other than that, today we had no blemishes whatsoever, which was great. Missed a couple of pictures, but that's, like, minor in the grand scheme of things. But she was, I mean, she was very friendly. She chatted with us for several minutes. We actually pulled out the wrong poster for a second. That was funny. That was m totally my bad. But, I mean, worked out in the end. Then we, I think, believe, went over and met Skid Row. They were great. Uh, I was kind of pissed off, though. Some guy came over and decided that he was going to chat with them while it was, you know, our turn to be at the table. After we paid almost $400. Yeah, like, we had a couple of consignments. I bought uh, vinyl to get signed. We both got, like, combos, so we were both getting pictures, and it just... I, I don't know. I felt like this guy was just a dick. <laughs> not not um, Rachel or David. or Why do I call him David? Not Rachel or Dave. Uh, right. Like, it was a another oh, yeah, guest a fan. of the show. Yeah, like, a, a fan. fan. Oh, yeah. Sorry. The two guys from Skid Row were fans. Like, they were amazing. They were you very friendly. You did say friendly. that, but I just wanted to re-clarify. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I tried to, like, jump back in because this dude really annoyed me. And I, you know, told them an experience of my own. <laughs> And we got done, and that guy came right back in again. It just started chatting with the... I don't know. It was just really frustrating. Um, but that was... That was it for that side, because we went back to... I love how, though, at the very end of the day, like, we're getting in the car, and Jeremy's like, so... I have to ask, and I'm like... I, like, literally rolled my eyes, and I'm like, why? Why? What are you gonna ask? Like, why I got a picture with the guys from Skid Row? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, just to make my coworkers jealous, no big deal. No. Yeah. Because um, I'm wearing a Skid Row shirt, so of course I wanted to get the picture with them, and I also love Skid Row music. But I don't know that Kristen was necessarily a big fan, so it was like one of those oddball things. So we did that. We um, were able to go over and meet the screen girls, the bathroom girls. Bath, the girl in the bathroom and the cheerleader. Yeah, Leonora Scalfo and Nancy Ann Ritter. Riddler? Ritter. Ritter. I um, I've met her before. She's always a sweetheart. Uh, Leonora, it's the first time I met her. We had, we had no issues. We got a picture. She's very beautiful. She signed a couple of things, yep. Uh, we got to meet Mindy. Oh, God. What's that's her all on you. Wendling? No, nah, I don't even think that's close to her last name. 
the questionable bowler from Idle Hands. Can someone watch Idle Hands and tell us if she's in it or not? Because I'm gonna have to watch again. She's convinced she's not. She's on IMDb as being in it, and they just removed her lines. She's like, I get paid for it every time I play. <laughs> so that that was funny. But she signed my poster for Idle Hands. So my, we're not really sure or not. I wanted her on there, but I I feel like she's in there. Like I said, I'm going to have to watch it again, but I think I remember a bowling scene. <laughs> the movie's pretty wild, so. But um, that was good. If if she's not in it anymore, you've got a funny story behind it, at absolutely, least now. Absolutely. We uh, had a great experience with Jenna Jameson, who looked really hot today. Real hot. She Now, I'm not saying anything to be rude, but like... As opposed to the last time we met her, she looks way more attractive today. Yeah. She looked a lot more put together today, I think is a nice way of putting it. She, that, well, she's for one, very, that's not a nice way to put it. Oh. Well, she's a very nice person. We've had two she's really, really good experiences with her now. Um, so. But yeah. I don't know, she just looks fucking banging today. Yeah, she did. And she the thing is, really like, gorgeous. it's so weird. Like, Last time we met her, she was wearing like a skin tight short dress. It was like a, a romper or something. It was a one piece thing. It's close enough. Like it's but skin tight, short, like showed off her legs, showed off her arms. Today, like she literally had a fucking like head wrap in her hair and she was just wearing a black t shirt, like and it it just looks so good. Yeah, it did. So that was that experience. It was my mission to pick out the sexiest table photo I could find. Yeah. So. You did a good job there. Yeah. You got to meet Bam Majera? Majera? Yeah. How do you say his name? Bam Margera? Margera. There you go. I never watched Jackass. From Jackass? That, that show never appealed to me. Which is ironic because I think you would probably assume I'd like a show like that because I'm always laughing at stupid humor and stuff. But I never got the appeal of intentionally injuring yourself or making yourself vomit or taking a shit in random places like that i don't find any of that funny have you um seen silent library no oh it's like i can't even compare it to jackass because people are gonna be fucking roasting me if i do that um okay so yeah we got him and then... Obviously, Xander Goldman and Robert Todd Kennedy. No, the uh, prosthetic guy. Can we... Uh, listen, Jeremy. Okay. Um, Robert Kurtzman, iconic special effects makeup artist. Yep. He had a bunch of his prosthetics with him. He had the gin from Wishmaster, and um, he had... I think the guy from Tusk and so I have the hiccups this kind of sucks now um and he had Robert England's the last uh prosthetic ever used for Freddy Krueger so yeah that was cool that that was really something really unique to see um so it was fun he seemed like a great guy. Not, I mean, not super chatty, but I just said, you know, I said to him, I, 
because for me, and I think Jeremy could appreciate this as well, like, I don't think a lot of people give the behind the scenes people enough credit. Everything's always about like Robert England and Heather Langenkamp and, you know, like the actors. But you need the good director, you need the good special effects, you need the good composer. Like, that all, it all goes together. Like, you need those fucking things. Like, so I, I told him, I said, you know, thank you for everything that you've contributed to the horror genre and he's like no it's it's literally my pleasure like i'm so happy to be a part of it and i'm like oh like it just it just was so heartwarming and stuff like it was awesome so and then a lot of good vendors vendors we met now i don't know how to say her name is bailing bailing oh yeah i forgot about her um she's of asian descent so i don't know i i don't know how to correctly pronounce her name um but what I do like is I do believe she signed in um, whatever Asian descent she is. Yes. She signed in that, like, she signed in her native language is what I should say. Um, so, she, like, it, it was, like, symbolic characters as po- opposed to, like, B, you know, like, yeah. which I thought was super cool. And I've I've heard of people doing that before, definitely. Uh-huh. Um, like, that one guy that was just at Chiller that martial arts guy. Oh yeah. That he was big, but um I've never seen it in person and it was super cool just to watch her like do her thing. So that was great. Then, the other thing we had this time around, are you um No, go ahead. <clears throat> and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong if you've been to the New Jersey Horicon and seen it before, but they had a big food vendor first thing when you walked in the door. And they had a great variety of food. We actually had a cheesesteak and fries. And for a convention food, like, it was really good, I thought, anyway. So, after that, we did... I feel like we're probably going to miss somebody because we're just going off the top of our head. Um, Do we have one more person left? Is that it? Yeah. And this was after we ate, too, because we were waiting for yeah. them. So, we met James Duvall, who I, I'm just shocked. He's got a fuck ton of IMDb credits, so I don't know how Jeremy didn't need him on anything. It's just wild. And you will actually hear us later on in this episode talk about one of his roles. And this was a happy accident that this happened. Jeremy and I, and this is, this is, this episode, I want to say it's Jeremy's baby, but I don't think he cares enough about that. Like, I'm not saying he doesn't care about it, but like, it's, it was Jeremy's brain behind the episode. So we're going to be talking, I'm sure probably the title gave it away, but, um, Tales of Halloween and Trick or Treat. Because we just want to do fun stuff leading up to Halloween. So Jeremy kind of threw this out there and I just, I loved it, the idea. And this was, we've had this plan before James Duvall was announced at um, New Jersey. So it was great to meet him uh, just several days before the episode comes out. And we met him. And are you going to keep that on for a while? No? No. Okay. So I'm just like, this is a really inconvenient time to turn on the defrost, Jeremy. (laughs) 
Nazi. Um, so he, okay, James was literally just freaking amazing. And we could tell he was a talker because every time we went to his table, there would only be like one or two people there, but he freaking talked to them forever. But those one or two were there for like 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he was definitely a talker. So you guys may know him as Frank from Donnie Darko. And um, he played in the segment this means war i think that's the name of the segment this is war this means war something yeah you'll hear about it later in the episode in tales of halloween and he's got a bunch of other um roles as well the doom generation he was in that's the poster we had him sign and he thought it was the doom patrol the doom generation oh okay so i i want to say maybe there's like sequels or something i don't know yeah i yeah i've never seen the movie guys to be honest so I, we're gonna add it to the list I'm talking about my today. ass um but he loved it because it was an original uh movie theater poster yeah. or no video store poster sorry it was an original video video store poster and he's like oh my god you got amy to sign it well he was going off and he's like i was just with this cast last night and i gotta take a picture and send it to him and so he took a picture of it and then he Jeremy held it and then he got on the ground and was like pointing at it and like we took like the 4,000 pictures with this guy and it, I don't know it was just a great experience he was so appreciative which was like that was the str- not strange but how over the top excited he was was yeah. so unique I've never seen that before I don't think so the thing is like I, on the car ride there, I told Jeremy, I'm like, I really want to do something cool. Um, and so I'm going to see if like, if he's not busy, I'm going to see if he'll just answer three or four questions for us, like easy questions. And we'll do it live, like from the New Jersey Horror Con. And if there's a ton of background noise, it is what it is. But like, I'm going to see if he'll just answer a couple questions. Um, but as we were getting up to the table, his handler they were like getting ready to go on their lunch break. And so I kept saying, I'm like, no, 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 we'll come back. We'll come back. And he's like, no, like just get your autograph. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Like, cause if we came back, I would have felt more comfortable asking him, but I didn't want to pro- like prolong their lunch um, or delay their lunch. I should say. Right. So, but I did, I did want to mention to him. I'm like, you know, we have a horror podcast and Monday, our episode is going to be on tales of Halloween. And He's like, oh my God. He's like, are you guys going to come back tomorrow and you can interview for me? He's like, you can interview me for it. And like, he brought that up. Like, I didn't say that to him. Yeah. Like, he was so excited. And I'm just like, we're not going to be here tomorrow. Ah, shit. Sorry. Like, and it was so disappointing because literally I just had like a couple questions. They were super silly, easy questions too. Like, nothing like crazy in depth. Like, it would have taken like less than 10 minutes. But I mean, who knows with him? Well, okay, that that is very freaking true. Good point. And I don't mean that in a negative way. Just he was No, it was great, yeah. So, gosh, I don't know. And I treated myself to some vendor shopping today, which I typically don't do a lot of. Um, I bought a long sleeve shirt and a a t-shirt. And I got pictures with Felcor from The NeverEnding Story, who if you're in the HorrorCon Lounge, you know I've never seen The NeverEnding Story. Neither has Jeremy. Nope. 
And so Jeremy's just like, who the fuck is Falcor? Why am I going to get in a picture with him? And I'm just like, Jeremy, just make me happy. Just get in the fucking picture. Like, please just do it. Shut me up. Like, just stand next to the big white fluffy thing and smile. <laughs> and then I made him stick his head in Falcor's mouth. And it was so funny. Um, but yeah, I, I paid for those pictures. For what reason? I don't know. I just... I've always liked the look of him and whatever. I'm a sucker for those things. And something that I really enjoyed as well. God, this could be a whole episode on its own. Damn. Um, but something I really enjoyed as well. They had um, a huge exhibit of screen used uh, outfits, wardrobe, props. Um, like different prosthetics, like every, like this whole big exhibit, they had everything from uh, Freddy versus Jason to Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. They had literally Nightmare Before Christmas clay figures that they used from the stop motion that they did to film Nightmare Before Christmas. They had um, three of Dr Jack's different faces and they had some bugs from Oogie Boogie there. Yeah. Um, and they had a machete from Freddy versus Jason. They had the one of the wands that Daniel Radcliffe used in Harry Potter. They had, I think, four of the different school, what are they, schools, classes, whatever, um, houses, that's what it is, of the wizarding robes from yep. Harry Potter. They had all four of those. They had, you know, I saw something from the Evil Dead, Resident Texas Evil. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Check Texas Chainsaw 3D, yep. The Resident Evil, it was the zombie dog. That was That was amazing. So cool. There was a couple things from Resident Evil, though. Yeah. Um, I saw, like, a costume. There was a smaller prop in the case. Okay. I mean, they had a, they had a, a bag of me crystal meth and money from Breaking Bad. Literally, it, it was just freaking cool. So much cool stuff. Um, yeah, I've never seen that vendor before. That was really cool. Well, they're not even, like, a necessarily a vendor because they're not selling anything. Yeah. It was just, like, set up as a display, um, which was... So that was fun. And I got my, um, I feel like I said, why can I never get his name right? The guy that played Bill in Macabre Mountain. Todd. Rob, his, his names, he's got like three names. It's like first name, middle name, last name, but oh. I think I messed it up at the beginning, but he likes to be called, called Todd. Um, I got a solo picture of him signed. So. It was, like, forced upon me, but that's fine, because I got done, like, gushing over how he was my favorite part of the movie. Well, like, I, I added, think you're just so great. <laughs> I added a new poster to the collection. Yeah, Jeremy got a full-size Macabre Mountain poster. Yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Signed by Xander, signed by Todd. We'll, uh, we'll bring that one probably with us just daily in case we bump into the Macabre Mountain crew and have everybody try and sign it. Yeah, so for that, are you just going to stick with actors? Like, you're not doing all, like, the executive producers and yeah, stuff, right? You're just, just doing actors? actors? Yeah. All right. Um, well, fuck you. I, I didn't want to autograph your poster anyways. It's your poster, too. Huh. <laughs> what a... Okay. Um, yeah, so I did some vendor shopping. We then... Was that it, pretty much, for the New Jersey HorrorCon, I yeah, think? Yeah, that was it, yeah. We did some gambling. We both won for once. I did nothing but complain all day. Shocker. I know. I know. You guys are so shocked. I know. But I did. I complained all day. Uh, crazy. Never. You would never think that I would do that. I know. 
Um, <laughs> Jeremy's probably fucking rolling his eyes in the driver's seat. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I complained all, all day. Uh, and then we did some gambling. Jeremy won. Is that a jail? I, I won, and then I spent my money back. Like, I, I walked away even. Uh-huh. Which, sorry, y'all, ah, I'm tired. Which is a win for me. No. So, I mean, it's fine. Um, then, does that bring us to dinner? Yeah. I made Jeremy take me to Chickie and Pete's for dinner. Should make me. I willingly win. <laughs> it was like so good. It was delicious. So freaking good. But that's really all, that's really all I have. That's it. Yeah. No. Well run that's, show. That's that's all I have, guys. Thirty five minutes later. No no biggie. Well run show. Um, you know, good variety of guests. I... The promoter Ryan said he is willing to be on a podcast episode. You know, I've been talking for a while about wanting to do like a mini series of like behind the scene con stuff yep. um, so he said he would do an interview and it's yeah so I'm excited about that and then Todd also we didn't ask him to do an interview he's just like hey if you want me on your podcast give me that. a call yeah, and I'm like we have to have that. I'm like okay sure because Todd has like a ton of IMDB credits like he's been I mean it, it's almost all indie stuff but it, it, he's really got a ton have you ever looked at his page he's got like no, I didn't. I don't know. I don't even know, but he's got a hand. Like, I don't even want to say handful. It's, it's a ton, okay? Just yeah. trust me. It's a lot. Um, You know, it's... This was one of those shows... There was a good variety of guests. I mean, yes, there were some repeat guests, but I feel like there was a lot of unique guests added in, too. And we didn't get a lot of consignments sent in, which was kind of a bummer. We, you know didn't get a lot of interest in those new guests that were announced, which was a bit of a bummer. And I don't know, they were all, they fit in really well, I thought. So also something I do want to say is I'll, I'll be the first to admit when I'm wrong. And I, I was a little bit upset when, you know, week after week or day after day, music guests were announced. You know, we had Alan Howarth, uh, Cherry Curry. Shut up. I'm just listing the music people. Uh, Carney Wilson. Um, American Graham. Like, and I'm just like, is this a horror con or is this a music con? Like, what is it? And it didn't dawn on me until maybe two or three days ago that, you know, Ryan worked really hard to put together these music guests because they're all doing a concert tonight. Like, oh. that's why they're there. Interesting. Because they're, they're doing a huge concert before Scarioke. Oh, I didn't know that. All of the music guests are performing. I didn't know that. Now I wish it would have stayed. So, you know, I, I have to give him props for doing something different, you know? For sure. And I, I've been to cons before where, like, you'd see, like, maybe just American Grimm perform or, you know, we saw Clint Howard do karaoke, but, like... He literally, like, crafted these music guests to put on this concert, which I think is just something cool and different. So I do got to give him credit for it. Not, I'm not a huge music person, so not everything was, like, my cup of tea, but I think that's super awesome. And the musical guests were all different. Like, Carney Wilson, American Grimm, Alan Howarth, like, they're all, like, very different genres. Yep. Cherry 
what is it? Cherry curry? Yeah. Okay. They're all like kind of different genres. Skid Row. Skid Row. I don't. I don't know. I don't think they're doing the concert. <laughs> but nor nor is Peter Chris. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you fucking just ruined my whole positivity thing here. Hey, maybe Skid Row will show up. I don't know. They seem like they really seem cool guys. They seem very outgoing and cool. They might. Maybe, I don't know. maybe they'll play like. Maybe they'll be playing for like Cherry or something. Right. You know. Yeah. Listen, I was just making up stuff, and we're not there to find out <laughs> what happens. Which I'm sad because I love when Jeremy does karaoke, but I don't think it'll be the same without Felissa. I don't either. Felissa is just. I feel like the heart of karaoke. I tell you, I was uh, amazed. Skid Row, the two band members from Skid Row had some amazing stuff on their table. Oh, uh, they had a huge variety. We spent a lot of money on like their autographs and stuff, but I definitely could have got... like They had some original tour posters. I was there. just going to say the posters. They yeah. had CDs, they had vinyls, like they pinned guitar picks. There was a lot of really cool stuff that I, I could have easily spent 100 bucks on non-signed stuff. Yeah. But I didn't. I restrained myself. We have Rhode Island coming up. Just and keep Schiller. telling myself that. Yeah. Chiller, Rhode Island. We're nearing the end of our five-week stretch. Yeah. We still have three more to go. Three? Yeah. Oh, chill. Oh, shit. We're, Chiller, we're, Rhode Island. We're not ending the near. We're not <laughs> even halfway there. Nope. Oh, two out of five. God. I thought we only had two more to go. Nope. Well, because oh. you keep saying you're not going to go to Monster Mania. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to fucking be there. Yeah, good. I uh, hope so. I'm not helping your ass out, though. I didn't say you had to. Although I did tell some vendors today that I'd see them at Oaks. <laughs> you sure did. I don't know what's going on. You sure did. I don't know what's going on in my head, but... Yeah, as you heard the update probably last week, you know, I am going to Chiller for Saturday, so... Hey, that's... you know what? If you're listening, since we've got a full freaking episode here on the recap... If you're going to Oaks, I'd love to hear your feedback. Who do you think some of the longest lines are going to be? Because some of the usual... Kristen and I were talking about this a little bit earlier, but some of the usual suspects that are going to be there have a lot of stiff competition with some of the newer guests that have been announced. So I don't know if it's going to be spread out, you know, quite well, that there's going to be a lot of medium-sized lines. Is there going to be that, you know two or three guests that have a crazy long line? Like, is Alice Cooper the guy? I don't know. So I think the thing that stands out to me is Matthew Lillard and David Arquette potentially not being as long as they usually are. Right. And I think, you know, Alice Cooper could steal some of that thunder. And even your future wife, Hayden Hayden Panettiere. Yeah. Um, I, I think she has a strong potential to steal some of that that thunder from those scream guys so for sure plus nev hasn't been around in a while so she might steal some thunder from them because david arquette's been at three or four monster manias in the last year and a half while nev's been at none yeah i thought i always thought dave was so rare i'm like he never does come and i think this is because jeremy kind of like brainwashed it into me that david arquette was super hard you're more likely to get him at a wrestling show and I this, did say that at one point. Yeah, now he's everywhere, which I'm not complaining. Right. Because I, I still haven't met him. But that's besides the point. I mean, whatever. I'm I'm broke, so it's fine. Um, But yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's, that's it. It was a good show. 
that's it. You know, 40 minutes later, it's, it's fine. And anything else you want to add? This fucking drive sucks. Yeah, did we say the turnpike was closed? No, we, we didn't. I think we did. I think we, yeah, maybe because we got detoured. I can't believe we killed 40 minutes of this drive, though. That's good. You're welcome. I helps, this helps keep me awake when we do shit like this. Thank you guys for keeping us alive. You heard it here first. Absolutely. This keeps, <laughs> keeps Jeremy awake. I mean, the five-hour energy I stopped and got an hour ago probably helped, too, but I was hurting like an hour and a half ago. Yeah, I'm I real tired. Sure I was going to make it, to be honest with you. I was, I was, I was making Kristen give me cookies one at a time just to keep myself doing something and chewing. <laughs> Stay alert. Uh, I was tired, but we're good now. So. Oh, we're good. All right. So we hope you enjoy uh, this episode of Tales of Halloween and Trick or Treat. Yeah. Okay, so we are back to talk about tales of halloween and trick-or-treat yeah i just remembered i i wanted to do some research on the on more like traditions and stuff but i totally forgot and i've known about this for a couple weeks Hmm. whoops um but i mean we just had like a super fucking long intro about new jersey horror con so that's fine yeah our recap yeah, so that's that's fine. Um, so Jeremy, which one do you want to talk about first? Well, let's do Tales of Halloween because we ranked each of the segments. Okay, so that'll be you, fun. If you want, we can cover the segments as we knock them off or whatever. Um, yeah, so we're gonna do this a little bit unconventionally. We're not gonna talk about it in the order that they appear, or should we? Should we kind of like rank them and then go back through and talk about them in order, or how should we do it? I say we rank them and then talk about them as we like we normally do on ranking yeah. episodes. Okay, yeah, why not? it'll just be the two of us, but that's okay. Yeah. So, Tales of Halloween was rated R, came out in 2015, and it's classified as a horror slash horror comedy, and the runtime is one hour and thirty two minutes. A 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb and a 77% on Rotten Tomatoes. And today's your lucky day because I do not have um, box office numbers for either of these. That's okay. He's so thrilled. He's like, that's okay. That's fine. These are two movies that I feel kind of have cult followings in a sense. Absolutely. They're not. They weren't major box office hits. Nope. And we obviously knew about Trick or Treat. All of our listeners probably know about Trick or Treat, specifically because Sam is a really cool-looking character. Yeah. However, Tales of Halloween is pretty unknown, I think. I I know. When I suggested this to you, I don't even know if you knew what it was, because I kind of threw it out there. I've seen it before, but I didn't really know it was an anthology. And this one's, like, the kind of anthology that I hate, where it's, like, literally just 10 separate stories like this one's very much in um what is that one called the tales of the crypt or wherever the crypt keeper is creep show maybe i'm thinking of i think you're thinking of creep show no isn't tales of the crypt the same thing those are tv episodes oh maybe i don't know what i'm doing you know same thing Mm -hmm. but um i i watched it and uh i do have to say i was very 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 shocked because i 
absolutely loved it. There were definitely some segments that were better than others. (laughs) Some were really good. Some were really bad. Right. But I think overall it had a strong core of movie, of segments. Yeah. So let's go ahead... Is there anything you wanted to say about Tales of Halloween? Like, how do you... I am sad that he didn't get this poster, to be honest. I watched it before he did. Sorry, I was like, hey, Jimmy, do you want to talk? But then I'm just going to cut you off anyways. Um, I watched this before he did. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I watched it, I'm like, Jimmy, you might as well order the poster now. And he's like, no, like, I don't need it. What are you talking about? And I'm like, Jimmy, no, like, literally just fucking order the poster because you're going to love it. And you're going to want a poster for this. Because there's a ton, a ton, a ton of con regulars in this. Like, That's what I was going to talk about. Oh, is that? Okay. So that's fine. I was like, going. when I asked you if you want to be completely transparent, uh, we're also not going to edit this episode either because it is like three hours before it's, it's <laughs> scheduled, <gonna> be <laughs> scheduled to come out. This is the latest, latest we've ever done an episode, like with the least amount of time. And this is why I like to record them a couple weeks in advance. So that way they're like <laughs> good to go. But we kept procrastinating. Um, But yeah, there's 115 people um, credited on the cast. But like some of the, I would say, convention highlights are Adrienne Barbeau. She's the voice of the radio DJ, which is kind of like a tribute to her um, role in The Fog, I believe. And then you've got Carolyn Williams. um, And then Barry Bostwick. I'm just trying to think of some... Uh, con regulars. Tiffany Sheppis is in there. James Duvall. <laughs> <laughs> James Duvall, yep. Uh, Christina Klebe, Alex Esso, Felissa Rose, Lynn Shea makes an appearance, which I didn't know she was in that. And I, the whole time I was watching this one, and I'm just like, is that Lynn Shea? And so I had to look at the credits, and I'm like, oh, shit, it is. Like, I should have known, but Barbara Crampton is in it. Mick Garris makes an appearance, which... I mean, I feel like we've known that before. Um, there's just a ton of people. Mm-hmm. I said Felissa Rose, right? Yep. Well, I would say uh, Jack Dylan Grazer. And I guess I shouldn't say con regulars. A lot of them are con regulars, but also a lot of horror actors are in this. Like, obviously, it's a, horror, a horror movie. movie. What a go figure. Fuck off. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ugh. You guys, unbelievable. Okay, I'm just, that's that's all the highlights that you're getting because Jeremy's being mean to me, so. <laughs> that's fine. Okay, so Jeremy, what is your number 10? My number 10. Mine is The Weak and the Wicked. So I have Ding Dong at number 10. Okay, so what is your number 9? Grim Grinning Ghost. Okay, this is going to be very interesting. Um. My number nine is Friday the 31st. Okay. What is your number eight? The Week and the Wicked. Okay. Uh, my number eight is Bad Seat. Okay. So let me scroll down to The Week and the Wicked. I put my synopsises in the order of them, how they appeared. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. So I don't know which order they appeared in. Okay. Here's The Week and the Wicked. So this one is... Looks like I was this the one I think I told you I just copied straight from fucking Wikipedia. <laughs> I tried to make my own like plots for each what are they called? Story not stories. Anthologies? Um, no, I think installments. Segments. 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 That's the word I was looking for. So I tried to like make my own 
you know, plots for all the segments. And I think I copied this one straight from Wikipedia because for this being ranked my number 10 is very fucking long. So, but we're just going to read it anyways. If it sounds like it's plagiarized, it probably is. Uh, so we have Alice, a sociopathic pyromaniac bully. I fucking did not write that. So yeah, this one's this copied. copied straight. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> I like, I definitely didn't write pyromaniac. I'd be like, bitch that likes to start fires. No. <laughs> okay. Um, Along with her lackeys. Oh, yeah. I definitely didn't write those guys. Um, Isaac and Bart corner a lost trick-or-treater who is dressed as a cowboy. They are interrupted by a teenager dressed as some sort of creature. The teen hands Alice a drawing of the creature referred to as the Demon of All Hallows' Eve. You're not going to read this whole thing, are you? Apparently I'm not. Okay. Do you want to recap it then? Well, it's just... It's stupid. That's it why I copied I and pasted it. I was not a big fan it. of it. But long story short, she had set fire to a trailer to a kid when she was a kid and it turns out that it was billy who's dressed up as the cowboy and in a way of getting back at her he's like um you're going to something the blood of like the week of the wicked or whatever and then next thing you know she's getting brutally killed at the end by the demon and her blood is you know splashing all over jimmy not billy sorry and he's just I was confused because I think happiness. Billy is a character in another th- segment. So I was yeah. just like, well, I, don't, I didn't catch on to that one. Yeah. And so I guess we kind of like just jumped right into it. We didn't say like Tales of Halloween is basically 10 short stories. They range from like five to 10 minutes each. Mm-hmm. And they're all they all take place in the same town on the same night. Right. Um, and you've got a little bit of everything. You've got, you know, ghost vampires do you have vampires i don't even know i just went with that Uh, you've got everything it's it's like a a variety some are funny some are more serious and it's it's great i liked it okay um but they don't really no no no. that segment was terrible i meant the movie as a whole oh yeah um and then but they don't really interconnect too much Like, it's, they're all pretty much very different. Where Trick or Treat, when you hear us talk about that, that one is, like, really all interwoven and you have to be paying attention if you, like, it's really crazy. Yep. So what are we on? Are we on your number seven? Seven. Okay, what's your number seven? I'm match again because I have bad seed. At oh, we're going to match two. Okay, so I have Ding Dong for number seven. Okay. So I'm just going to scroll. We're probably going to talk about Ding Dong first because I think Bad Seed was the last uh, one. It is. Bad Seed's the very last one. So we're talking about Ding Dong? Ding Dong, yeah. <laughs> was this your number 10? No, this was my number... Oh, you just said... This you... was my number 10, yes. Oh, was it? Okay. Yes. So this is the recap that I wrote for this one. Here we go. Basically Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. It's so stupid. That's the recap. Yeah. It's literally fucking... It's like... If you know the story of Hansel and Gretel, it's basically what it fucking is. Yeah, but the... Oh, this was the one I think... I don't think you understood it. Yeah, they focused so much on the lady not having any kids. And you just kept seeing that over and over and over again. And she was like Right, but she was like... She was like the witch from Hansel and Gretel. Right. So, um... But yeah, I mean, basically Hansel and Gretel. We don't need to go into like a fuck ton of details because we had a 40 minute recap at the beginning. Well, and especially if we're not a big fan, like this one did nothing for me. I was bored throughout this one to be completely transparent. Okay. Oh, and I just scrolled back up. Now, 
Oh, bad okay. seed that we're about to talk about. Even though I have it ranked low, let me tell you, there were some really cool-looking effects in this episode. Did this give you any type of... Now, maybe this is just me, and I don't fucking know why, but did this give you any type of um, vibes from any other horror movies? Let's see. It was a giant pumpkin. I did feel like something, but I don't... Now I can't think of anything. For some reason, I got, like, um, Halloween 3 vibes. Oh, yeah, I could see that. So Ray, it basically Ray is this one uh, has Christina Cleave in it, and also um, I was so, oh Serena Vincent, mm-hmm. who we're going to be meeting like two weeks from tomorrow. Well, like a week and five days. Yeah, it's so <laughs> weird because normally like we record a couple weeks in advance, and I'm we're trying to think so like close now. But yeah, we're gonna be meeting Serena Vincent. I'm super excited. I think she was in this one as well. Yeah. Uh, but Ray is carving pumpkins. While his wife changes into her Halloween costume, which I think this is Billy's mom from um, an er- an earlier episode that we – earlier segment that we haven't talked about yet. But I think this is Billy's mom, maybe. Okay, anyways. Um, Ray's carving pumpkins while his wife changes into her Halloween costume. When she comes back, she sees that one of the pumpkins is attacking him and bites his head off. It grows legs and walks away like spider legs, like not <laughs> – yeah. So it's like spider legs, not human legs, just for clarification. Because yep. uh, I don't want you picturing, like, just a pumpkin growing human legs. It kind of, like, grows, like, vines. Like, like vines for legs. Vines yeah. for legs, but it kind of, like, gave, gave, like, a little bit spider-esque yep. vibes. Um, the detective comes to investigate the crime and thinks it's a joke. And then, because there's, the, like I said, this is the 10th episode, so a lot of crazy shit has happened to this town. Well, I love the sketch artist that actually draws. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The killer was and draws a pumpkin. We then see the trick or uh, no, sorry. We then see the pumpkin eating a trick or treater. Um, this pumpkin is like wrecking havoc on the whole last town, and the detective finally finds the pumpkin and tries to shoot at it. Um, and then they head to a building where the pumpkin was grown, and they find millions, millions more. Which I think that's where it gave me like um, silver shamrock type vibes mm. with like the masks. It and just the... ended abruptly though. It was very like it did. surprised. They walk into the warehouse, they see all the pumpkins, and then end credits are rolling. I was like, what the? That was it? Okay. I agree. So I think that's why that one ranks lower on my list. Not because it was bad, it just seemed rushed. Yeah. All right. All right. So what's up next? Oh, yeah. I don't know. You said, oh, we did knock off two, didn't we? We did. So we're at number six. I'm trying to keep track here. Five, yeah, I think six. we're at number six. He's like, yeah. Friday the 31st. I have This Means War. So Friday the 31st, I think I had a funny uh, synopsis for this one too, and I bet you can tell. Oh, no, I had about a, a solid paragraph for this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the Jason one. This is basically an extreme ripoff of Friday the 13th, yeah. and I'm sure you guys kind of all expected that from the name, but... When a spaceship appears and a tiny, tiny alien is left on Earth, all he can say is trick or treat. <laughs> um, the Jason knockoff keeps saying that he has no candy and finally squishes little alien. And Jason, now I'm calling him Jason, but that's probably not his name. I don't know. Uh, walks away and we see the alien guys basically go into the body of the young girl that the Jason just killed. She becomes re-car- reincarnated with these like crazy glowing eyes and chases the jason they fight back and forth until they both get decapitated the end i mean yeah 
lame and lame and no plot, just like Friday the Thirteenth. How about you do your number five first because we're about to match again. <laughs> We've been one off for the last three movies now. Uh, the ransom of Rex, Rusty Rex. Nope. I have this means war. For number five. Okay. Which is so goofy. This one wasn't necessarily good. It was, I don't want to say it was so bad it was good, but it had a lot of comedy. It was cheesy. It. Like, it was cheesy. Yeah. But I mean, it ranked roughly halfway for right both of us. Yeah. yeah. This one is the one that James Duvall was in. Yep. He was the main, one of the main characters. I'd say there's pretty much two main characters in yeah. this one. The fighting, the entire scene. <laughs> for 85% of the scene. AKA, that's like the title, This Means War. Yeah. Um, but you've got Boris who sets up a classic Halloween display, um, but the children are scared away due to the new neighbor, Dante, played by James Duvall. setting like a punk rocker. Yeah, setting up a super gory display with blaring loud music. uh, Boris asks the neighbor to turn down the music and have his girlfriend put on clothes. Um, (laughs) That's right. When Dante doesn't turn down the music, Boris breaks the sound system. Then Dante breaks his animatronic skeleton. The two guys end up just fighting while a crowd gathers and place bets on who will win. Ultimately, both guys are just impaled by a piece of wood. And it's it's cheesy. They're fighting back and forth. And, you know, Dante is dumping blood all over uh, Boris's Halloween decorations. And it just, it's... Yeah, it was cheesy. When the wood broke, it formed almost like a... A um, steak? Like a steak, yeah, exactly. And you had the sense that somebody was going to go through it, but I never thought that both of them would actually go through it. And what's weird is, like, there's this big gathering, so it's like a schoolyard fight in a sense. And I think they even, like, at one point are like, fight, fight, fight. Yeah, oh, for sure. And then the police show up just as both guys die. And every the crowd, like, they don't leave. They just kind of sit there like... Oh, did that just happen? They don't even, I don't know. It's not even like, a, oh my God. There's, I don't know. It was, yeah. It was so cheesy. It was good. So my number five was The Ransom of Rusty Rex. Yours was uh, This Means War, right? Yep. So okay. So number four. Okay. Which means we have very similar top four here. We don't though, because you, well, okay. We might have a similar top four, but one right. of them has to be very off because I think one of my top four was, like, your number nine or something. Yeah. And I'm like, this is about to be real interesting. Yeah. Well, number four, I have Trick. Okay. My number four is The Night Billy Raised Hell. Okay. Your number... Three. Three. Sweet Tooth. My number three is Sweet Tooth as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... And we're not talking the Twisted Metal character. Kristen hasn't watched that yet. Sweet Tooth is was the first segment, so... This was my first impression on this movie, and I instantly fell in love. I, it was I watched, a strong showing. Yeah. I watched the first two segments, and I'm like, this is going to be – I'm like, I'm digging this. Like, this is great, mm-hmm. you know? The first two – the I don't remember – I'd say, like, three of the first four were really, really good. I don't remember if it was the third one or the fourth one, and I but I think that was The Week in the Wicked. And I was like – I had to watch it, like, four fucking times and because I kept – Jeremy, how long did it take me to watch this movie? I kept telling you, like, oh, I'm stuck at the same one. I'm stuck at the same one. I'm stuck at the same one. But the first, like, three, two or three were, like, super good that Number I enjoyed. Four was The Week in the Wicked. Oh, okay. So I liked the first three. Yep. And three then. Was trick, which I just, was just on my list. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. So I loved the first three. And I think two was The Night Billy Raised Hell. It so, is, yes. yeah. And so. neither one of us have said that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did. I did. Oh, okay. 
Uh, but okay. So anyways, Sweet Tooth, young kid named Mikey gets home from trick or treating and he's told the story of Sweet Tooth. It's from, a lame story too. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. From his babysitters. Basically the story is a kid named Timothy went trick or treating, but was never allowed to eat the candy. One night after trick or treating, he discovered his parents eating it all. He was so mad. He ended up killing them with meat cleavers and taking the candy from their stomachs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two babysitters then ate all of Mikey's candy and got killed by Sweet Tooth. But Mikey was spared because he left a candy bar. I don't want to say sacrifice, but like tribute or what What would that be? Yeah. Like, I don't know. You get the, He left a candy bar at his door for Sweet Tooth. So Mikey was spared. Yeah. Um, and Mikey's parents come home to find Lizzie and Kyle. Those are the babysitters. Uh, they find their corpses and their son just exclaiming that, they eat all my Halloween candy. So it almost makes Mikey look guilty. guilty. Yeah. But um, one thing I. But we see Sweet Tooth. So, I mean, I right. don't think it's him. And, I don't he, know. and it was good, like, special effects. It yeah. Was scary looking. Yeah. Um, but one thing I felt bad for the babysitters about, I don't think they intentionally ate all the candy, like, on purpose, because it's a point where they have stomach aches so bad. And the one girl babysitter, she's like, you know, we're going to have to buy him candy to replace all that candy we just ate. Yeah. And he's like, don't even say the word candy or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, that was a good, very strong opening did, scene. Did you notice the type of candy bar that Mikey left out for Sweet Tooth? It looked like it was a like hundred grand or something to that extent. Did you read the name on it or no? Oh, Henry. I don't remember. I think it actually made it look more like an O. Henry. I wasn't trying to get that though, but... It was, it's a fake candy bar, so it, it's not a real one, um, but it's a Carpenter bar. Oh. So I think that was like a tribute to John Carpenter. Ah, okay. So. I didn't pick up on that at all. That's, I don't know if that's factual, but that's just what I We're gonna read it as. It. We're going to go with it. Um, so yeah, so yeah. that was Sweet Tooth. Let's have that at three. Yeah. So number two, I have The Night Billy Raised Hell. I figured you would, yeah. And my number two is Grim Grinning Ghost, which I'm really fucking sad that jerry ranked that so poorly but i was was bored for this one anyways okay so first we're going to talk about the night billy raised hell because it came up next on my list that was so so i love this episode it was so clever it was i was not it's fucking wild expecting what happened i watched this one twice because i guess i wasn't paying close enough attention Uh that's the thing with what gets me with anthologies is like well I don't need to pay attention because if I miss something, it's not a big deal. Like, because it's just going to change in five minutes anyways, you know. Uh, Um, This one was wild. Yeah, they're playing Ding Dong Ditch on the neighbor and he gets pissed off. I have this nice fucking synopsis right now and Jeremy's going to screw it up on me. But go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. no. You you talk about it and I'll just try to see. Um, They play Ding Dong Ditch on the neighbor. There's like this little kid who's trying to fit in with the cool kids. With his older sister and her boyfriend. Yeah. And... He rings the doorbell and he to Mr. Avedon's house. He doesn't leave, and Mr. Avedon fucking kidnaps his ass. No, they weren't playing Ding Dong Ditch. Um, the boyfriend and the sister. The boyfriend wanted him to egg Mr. Avedon's house, oh, but he nice. literally, like, instead of like throwing the eggs at the house like a normal human, like you would from like the fucking sidewalk or something, he literally like, walked right up to his door and like went to throw it like what, what from the okay. door. Yeah, sorry, I'm going off memory. But he gets kidnapped and... And Mr. Avedon, like, says, like, I'm going to show you some real pranks. Yeah. And the real pranks were, like, 
uh, you know, car theft, robbery, murder, the usual, you know, r- real pranks, yeah. a.k.a. crime. But, yeah. okay, whatever. Major crime. So, the whole time, you think that he's teaching this kid to commit crime. He's just dressed up as, what was it, a red devil? A red devil, yes. Well, here, Mr. Abaddon, or whatever, has a freaking midget, or little person. So, he... Re- troll, or something. <laughs> he returns to... Mr. Abaddon returns to his house, and greets billy who is you know revealed to actually be tied up the whole time Mm -hmm. and the person willing the person wearing billy's devil costume is like a miniature demon known as mordecai and so mr avidon lets billy go only for billy to be surrounded by police officers um just for the terror that mordecai caused when he was dressed as as billy you know um and billy pees his pants before the officers shoot him dead mm-hmm. but the reason i i said that i think billy's parents were the ones from the bad seed was because mr avidon makes a comment to billy like oh is your mother gonna dress up in that sexy cat outfit again this year oh, yeah they all emphasize that a few times and then back in the bad seed the girl changes into a sexy cat outfit so i'm like i think they're that's meant to link because with these anthologies you see like some of the same trick-or-treaters in all the different segments and you see like you because you know it's all in the same town and within close proximity of each other so that's kind of why i was trying to like link things together as much as i could Mm -hmm. so I, i think that's what happened but so we're each down to one i think well yours do you remember mine Hang on, hang on. Oh, sorry. Um, yours is treat, right? Nope. Trick. Nope. Hang on, let me look at my list. Hang on. But, sorry, let's talk about Grim Grin and Ghost first. Oh, oh yours, is, yours is the Ransom of Rusty Ricks. Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> what is it? Third time, fourth time a charm? I'm just going to guess all of the fucking segments and eventually I'll get it right. Um, okay, Grim Grin and Ghost. So, uh... A girl is attending her mom's Halloween party where she learns the tale of Mary Bailey, a girl who was bullied her whole life because of her disfigured face. And then Mary haunts people every Halloween by laughing at them behind their back and takes the eyes of those who turn around to look at her. So the girl in our story, not Mary Bailey, we're back to like the girl in the story. Um, Her car breaks down while walking home and she, her car breaks down. So she has to walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you trying to say? Well, no. Like, the girl's car breaks down, period. And then she has to walk home. So, And while walking home, she hears something behind her. She manages not to turn around the entire time. But when she reaches her door, like, she's literally has her door open. And then she um, turns around. But she saw nothing. Mm -hmm. And then at the very, very end, there's a jump scare where she sees Mary Bailey on the couch i see where jeremy was coming from with this one being boring i get it and i'm not gonna argue that fact um but for some reason this one had my heart rate up so high very suspenseful i was on i was waiting to be scared like i was on the i don't want to say the edge of my seat but like I'm like, I knew there was a scare. I knew, I knew something was going to happen. Like, it was very, like, suspenseful and like, is she going to turn around? Is she going to turn around? Because we kind of see this figure getting a little bit closer and a little, 
like we see the figure emerge from the fog and then we see it get a little bit closer and closer but this girl's not turning around and I'm like what's gonna happen and I don't know why but my heart rate was just up during this one and I was like psyching myself out like because she'd go into the typical like she'd go into the bathroom and close her mirror and I, I was waiting for a jump scare there and I was waiting for a jump scare there and like I was psyching myself out like all I don't know if psyching myself out was the right word but like I kept like preparing myself to be scared I was working myself up that's what I was doing for no and but really there was hardly any payoff like I was working myself up for no reason but I ranked this one high because like of the way it made me feel like I I don't know why I know like nothing technically happened but it still made me feel like something was going to happen so I was just like really scared during this one relatively speaking right there's nothing wrong with that so we we already discussed this so spoiler alert the ransom of rusty rex yeah and i think yours is trick it is trick I was just saying. yeah so so which one do you want to talk about first well it's going to be trick because that one came first in mm-hmm. the movie yeah this is the smoking pot episode yeah so story opens with four people smoking weed drinking on halloween night a little witch comes to the door and she, I mean, a couple of people come to the door, but like, then we see a little witch coming to the door. Yeah, they're handing out candy stoned off of their asses. And instead of saying trick or treat, the little witch just says trick or no. The, okay. This is actually what happened. The guy answered the door and he's stoned. And so he said, he opens the door and says trick or treat where normally the trick or treaters are supposed to say that. Right. And the, the little witch just says trick and then stabs the guy multiple times. So the one girl goes to the car to help him and gets her Achilles tendon sliced from somebody under the car, which is like my fucking biggest fear. Between that and someone hiding in my back seat, yep. like, yep. ugh, I hate it. I don't like it. Yep. But so then she gets her heel sliced, and then um, she gets beat by like four kids or something. I don't know how many, but she got beat by a fucking bunch of kids. And then the other dude gets his face burned up and rat poison dumped down his throat. And there is one girl left. And we find out through, uh, I missed something, a line in my synopsis here, but we find out that these adults were um, a group of psychopaths who kidnapped and torture kids, and the kids free the group's most recent victim, who was a girl that had her eyes gouged by the adults, um, and they kill the final girl with an axe to the head. That was really all over the place and a, a fucking awful way to describe my favorite segment, but Yeah, it was. That was rude. <laughs> I was just agreeing with you. I didn't actually believe that. But. Oh my god. Um I the imagery in this was so terrifying yeah, in like was, the weird like there's a lot of gore too in this yeah, one. I one wonder why it's my favorite one. Yeah. I guess it all makes sense, but it was just fuck. It was fucked up. I mean, a lot happened, and it was it was just like it was, of, woo, it was great. Yeah, there were a lot of because you get the witch stabbing him, which is you know the first twist, and then you come to find out that these four funny, happy-go-lucky people are not good people at all. So it was just it was a very twisty episode. It was a good one. Oh, I remember why I said why I said there were vampires in this movie. Oh, do you want me to talk about the ransom of Rusty Rex? Um, okay, that was my uh, number one. 
Yeah. So I loved the concept of this. This was hilarious. Not hilarious. This one was wild. This one was wild. Absolutely. So two criminals kidnap a millionaire's son. And when they call to give the ransom message, the father says, not interested. Then before they know it. (laughs) And my first thought. Okay, sorry. I got to stop you for a second. Because when he did that, I'm like, is that how rich people really would be? Like, fuck my kid. I don't care. Probably. Because you see that in movies from time to time. Yeah. Or it's like this ploy that they do, like, because they don't want to give up their money or whatever. So they just, that's their natural reaction, even though they do actually care. So if I was kidnapped, what ransom would you pay to get me back? Whatever I could afford. That's so sweet. Yeah. I don't know that that's a lot. (laughs) It's just all that counts. But I'm not a millionaire, so. That's just all that counts. But they always have like these code words like we're not paying, you know, to get you back. Sorry. But so you wouldn't you wouldn't act like this guy in here where he's like, good, she's your problem now. Yeah. You deal with her crazy ass. Right, right. <laughs> um, OK, so then they have the, you know, this kid tied up. But then before they know it, the kid escapes and it turns out the kid. This is the funniest thing I think I've ever written in my life. <laughs> Turns out the kid is some kind of vampire goblin thing and attacks them. Uh, but I, I googled this and Rusty is actually, he's not a kid. He's a malicious cat-like imp that clings to the people near him. That's what Google told me. He's, yeah. he's not a vampire goblin thing. He's a malicious cat-like imp. <laughs> uh and they keep trying to get rid of him, but he always turns back up. And at the end, he finds Rusty, or at the end, like, the one guy finds Rusty in the back seat, feasting on the other guy's severed head. So. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. There's actually a phone call. Like, he said not interested the first time. They get a hold of this guy, and they're, like, begging him, please take your kid back. And he's like, nope, your problem now. You shouldn't have, you know... I've been dealing with this for years. I feel like that's how one day Jeremy's going to react if I get kidnapped. He's well, going to be like, ah, she's your problem now. Sucks to be you. Well, this Rusty Rex guy is like some kind of clinger goblin type thing where like once he's you get a, him, you he's can't a, get rid of him. He's a malicious cat-like imp. There you go. That clings to the people near him. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just wild. Yeah, yeah. It was wild for sure, but... I uh, I really, I really, really, really enjoyed Tales of Halloween. I'd say overall six or seven episodes were really strong for me. I thought you were about to say overall it's a six out of ten, six or seven out of ten. And I'm like. Oh, no. I'd do probably about an eight and a half out of ten. Oh, yeah. I'd say six or seven episodes are really strong. The three that I really didn't like were really weak. Yeah. So, like, there was no in between for me. Like, there were seven good episodes. There were three, like, meh episodes. But yeah. overall, I really liked like even though that sounds like a seven out of ten, but the seven that were the six that were good or seven, whatever it was, like they were really good. So they lift the movie enough. And because they're only like eight to ten minute shorts, it's not so bad when you don't like it because you just kind of move on to the next one. Right. So. So next up, we have Trick or Treat, which is rated R, came out in 2007. This one is classified as a horror slasher, which I... I don't see it. I, I don't... I was just going to say, I don't know if I really agree with it, but I'm just reading what I found on Google. Um, runtime of one hour and 40 minutes and 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb and then 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. 
The budget for this was $12 million. But I'm not going to make you guess the box office because I didn't have that written down. Right. So That's a high budget for a movie of this. I mean, that's at least what the one website said. It could be bullshit, potentially. You can't believe everything you read online. But It seems high. I don't know. It's just what Google said. Yeah, so no, it, mean, is, it is what it is. This essentially has four stories. But the difference between this is like... The four stories are very heavily interwoven right. into one, like giant. This is more of like a consecutive movie as opposed to an. I mean, it, it is an anthology, um, but it, it's more of a consecutive movie yep. instead of like four individual stories because these ones are really twisted and tangled together. Yeah. So, I thought we were going to rank these, but so so I did rank them. But Jeremy kind of made a point of saying, like, it's hard to rank them because of how... It's a movie. Like, it's a start-to-finish movie. Yeah. They're intertwined, as you touched on. So, it. I don't know. I I didn't see them as different segments. I, I, I can see it, but I didn't view them... Whereas Tales it's, of Halloween, like they end, they start and end. It's a it's a very different Creep show starts and ends. And it's a very different viewing experience than your typical anthology for yes. sure. Yes. So, because I haven't seen this in such a long time, Kristen and I actually watched it together a week or so ago. Yeah. Because I wanted to touch up on it, I'm like, I thought there was a school bus. Like, why do I? <laughs> and then we get to the school bus. It's like, oh, there is. And that was like a quick little anthology. And for some reason, I thought that came back later in the movie. It didn't. Like, the, I, the, I, I forgot it, a lot of it the movie. It does. Were you not watching the ending? Maybe. Huh? I don't know. So, you know, Sam and the uh, the scene with, like, Sam. Mm-hmm. And the old man. Yeah. He was the bus driver. Oh, is that the correlation there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting, okay. And then in the werewolf scene, the principal was the serial killer. The principal from the beginning of the movie was the serial killer that the werewolves got. That the the poor girl was sliced and diced and then just left there to look as if she was drunk? Yeah. Wasn't that the werewolf scene? Yeah, but the principal... Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, go yes, ahead. Yes, I'm following along. Well, you're telling us the plot, so go ahead. Well. Even though we just ruined half the movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're going to have to help me fill in the details. Because even though I just oh, watched it, I'm still like, I don't know. My, you, you the, the, off... These are my notes, okay? So I'll just read you the notes and this is how the movie's going to go. <laughs> Your notes are like eight words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, it's five words, Okay. <laughs> This is the, this is the plot of the movie, guys. Principal, school bus, werewolf, Sam Krieg. The oh, end. Girl. The end. <laughs> well, you have you have a very weird scene where uh, my notes are either too fucking detailed and it's ridiculous, or I don't do anything. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you have a weird scene where the principal is sitting on the stairs with this like fat kid who eats too much candy type thing, and. He poisoned him in some ways, shape, or form, so he dies. 
So I think here's my theory on this. And again, now don't fucking, if you're a big film critic or you know the answer to this or whatever, don't come at me because I'm just, I'm just watching movies to enjoy them. So I'm not always like heavily researching shit or well and we're even giving you different viewpoints from even our fully standpoint. paying attention to the movie half the time to be honest so i think what had happened is the principal had a sign that said like only one piece of candy per person which uh-huh. those are the worst kinds of people in the world right but anyways um so the principal had a sign and this kid didn't he take like the whole bucket or yeah, something yeah he took a bunch so here's my theory i think that he poisoned all of the candy in the bucket but none of the other kids got sick from it because it wasn't enough to like just eating one piece wouldn't kill you like you might have gotten a little sick or something not even that though like i'm trying to think of a good example but like if you just take you know half of an advil or a quarter of an advil it's not going to do anything to you but if you take 40 advil it's not going to be great right can you overdose on Advil? I don't know. Yes, you can. Okay. I don't fucking know. But I'm just saying, like, you know, so I think it was in just such a small dose in just one piece that it would not affect all the children, mm. but it would be affecting the children if they ate more than one piece. And in this case, this kid took the whole fucking bucket and that's why he got sick. It's interesting, though, because then they end up cutting his head off. And, like, using it as, like, a prop. (laughs) Oh, great. Go ahead. What? You're looking at me like I'm nuts. That's what they did. No, my eyes got really big because we've been talking for 40 minutes already. Oh, yeah. No shock. So we've got 20 minutes left because I'm not recording a third (laughs) segment. Sorry, guys, but you're only getting... No, it's fine. Um... You have a really cool, like, he just slices his head off. It was pretty crazy. And they carve it like a jack-o'-lantern. Yes. But then we jump to these three slutty, horny girls. Oh, actually, no, we don't do that right yet. I don't, oh, well, briefly, I think. But we skipped the opening scene where it's, like, this Halloween-loving guy and this girl that hates Halloween who's, like, probably the second worst type of human. Um, And she blows up the jack-o'-lantern before midnight. And then she gets chop- – her limbs get chopped up and stuff mm. and, like, hung in the yard with their fake limbs. Oh, their right. Halloween. But anyways. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah, so. You know, these three slutty girls are, like, trying to Pick out Halloween laid, costumes? Basically. Yeah, they're trying they're on not, costumes. They're not, though. Yeah, they are. Jeremy, no, they're not. That's all they're talking about is finding boys, finding guys. They're talking about her first time. Yeah. It's her first time killing, not first time getting laid. It's her first werewolf kill. Well, you don't see that. Okay, yes. You're right. The impression I love music to my ears. The impression that I'm getting the entire time is that she's a virgin. They're supposed to make you think that, but she's really yes. a virgin from being a werewolf person. Correct. And then you go into this whole crazy ass scene where they're all becoming werewolves. Yeah, but I think you skipped, like, it, first it just shows you them picking out their costumes, and then it kind of cuts away to the school bus scene. Yeah, which we talked about. Not really. Oh. We just said a, a school bus was in the movie. Well, the school bus scene is... I hate the school bus scene. It's powerful, because you've got mentally challenged kids that are dependent upon this bus driver. 
not even the bus driver. It's not even the bus driver's fault, though. I no. mean, it, it is, but it ultimately is. We, but it's not. But we find out that the parents paid off this bus driver to get rid of the kids. Yeah, because, because they didn't want to deal with them anymore. Right. They're unfortunately they have challenges in life. And this is also the scene where we see um, Rhonda. They call her Rhonda the retard, uh, which is not great. No. Um. I hate the R word. No, no, no. I know. Um, and I'm only saying it because it was a direct from the movie, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and she always, she talks about Sawin. I think that's how you say it. And that's what I wanted to do more research on and talk about, but I didn't get to do that. Um, and she's she's very knowledgeable about the holiday and traditions and stuff. And so I think she's very much like Sam, the character. But... Rhonda is played by Sam Todd, who Jeremy and I got to meet back in Michigan, April Motor City at Motor City Legacy. She is like, she was so funny. Like she, she was just great. So sweet. So polite. But the thing is like, she was so fucking awkward too. And like, I say that in the most loving way because it made me feel so comfortable because she was so awkward. Like, because I'm fucking awkward. And I just felt like right at home like she was hilarious like I forget what happened we had a problem with her yeah so what had happened i remember exactly what happened we picked up an eight by ten off the table and she signed it and when we got back to the hotel room and i was like kind of packing and organizing and taking pictures of the autographs i looked at it and there was like a chunk of paper taken out of the eight by ten so there was like um like there was like almost like a gouge out of it but it it wasn't like, we didn't do anything, so we must have picked it up off the table that way. And so we just asked if we could take it back, if she can sign a different one, and then destroy it. And she's like, oh, my God, yeah, I'm so sorry. Like, Jeremy's a big proponent of not taking the top table photo, so I should have maybe listened to him. But yeah. anyway. Jer- Jeremy doesn't do it for fingerprints. And then I say, <laughs> sore subject, because we literally just fought about this yesterday. So, or two days ago at New Jersey Horicon, but he's like, because it's going to be covered in fingerprints. And I'm like, Jeremy, I'm going to touch the one that I pick up and I'm going to cover it in fingerprints anyways. I said, do you want me to wear fucking gloves when I'm doing this? And he goes, yeah, maybe you should. <laughs> I'm like, you, mm-hmm. uh, I want to strangle him sometimes. But so that got off topic. Yeah. Um, werewolf scene. Werewolf Great scene. werewolf transformations. Yes, agreed. We should do, like, some kind of ranking episode where we rank werewolf transformations. That would be fun. But you're going to need to recruit a different guest for that because I don't like werewolf movies. So. No, you know. But I think that would be a great episode idea. Yeah. So, fun. if you're listening and you love werewolf movies, horrorconlounge at gmail.com. Message us your interest. There you go. So then we get to, well, we go back to the, the teacher's house. The star of the show. Oh, wait, are we back on the principal? Yeah. Or, Okay. Because he's digging in the backyard. He's digging a big-ass hole, a grave. But then we go over to the bus driver, and yes, the star of the show. The bus driver's name is Krieg. And he's at his house by himself. He's a grumpy, like, miserable old man. But he's inside, and then this is where Sam makes his debut. We see him. Not his debut. I mean, we see him in all all the other segments as well. But this is this is his time to shine. This is his heavy. Okay, yeah, debut wasn't a good word, but this is where he's heavily featured. Yeah. And he's going after the old man, but it's weird because he could have killed him many times and he doesn't kill him. He basically forces the old man to change into a nice man. 
And then he, after like a a long, kind of drawn out fight scene, to be perfectly frank, um, we see the old man then giving out treats to various trick-or-treaters who walk up to the door. Um, is that the end of the movie for you? Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that was Trick or Treat. What, which movie of the anthologies did you like better? Tales of Halloween. Me too! Yeah. I was shocked and... I I really like Trick or Treat. I know we didn't give a really good breakdown there. It's, it's a difficult movie to describe in my mind because there's so much going on. Yeah, it's... It's a roller coaster. I've seen it like four or five times now, and I still struggle to kind of put it all together. Yeah, well, even still, I feel like tonight I even kind of pieced some more things I together for th- you. I think I like the characters of the movie more so That's than the, the storyline itself. It, it pains me to say I liked Tales of Halloween better. One, because I hate being proven wrong, and I've said how many times in this podcast I hate anthologies, and for me to love Tales of Halloween as much as I did, I'm like, oh, fuck. Next thing we know, Noah's going to find a zombie movie that I love. He's he's dead set on that. Like We he, already found one. Train to be found. Ch- yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. But, like, I don't know. Noah just wants me to love all the zombie movies. <laughs> he, that he's going to die on that that train. So, um, anyways, I... But it, it hurts me because I love Sam as a character. And not even, like... I don't even like Sam's segment that much. Like, I just love the look of him. He's yep. so fucking cute. I love what he stands for. Um, I just... I don't know. I love Sam. I love... I don't know. So, But I've always loved Trick or Treat. And then when I found Tales of Halloween, I'm like, I don't I don't want to admit that I like this one better. So... I have to find a physical copy of Tales of Halloween because that's definitely a movie that I'd like to incorporate on a yearly basis. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Trick or Treat, I don't watch every year, honestly. Um, I, I really enjoy the movie, but I'm not in love with... like. There's certain movies I have to watch every year. Halloween, I just told you I need to start watching some Halloween movies because that's a must. Um, but Tales of Halloween will definitely be one that would hit my, you know... Yeah. Playlist. So Sam's Halloween rules are always hand out candy to trick-or-treaters, always wear a costume, never blow a jack-o'-lantern before midnight, always respect the dead, always check your candy... Never take down your decorations before November 1st. Never hurt the innocent. Um, so which one is your favorite rule? Uh, don't take down your decorations before November 1st. I, I would have to agree um, because I I don't hand out candy to trick-or-treaters. And I will tell you why. And I also don't decorate my house for the same reason. Well, I don't decorate my house because I don't want to be... Like, my, the person that lives across the street from me, and I think maybe Jeremy can attest to this, they fucking blow it away with Halloween decorations. Their house looks so good. And I was laying in bed one night, and I'm just like, I just love looking across the street at their decorations at night. (laughs) But I don't want to decorate my house all cool, and then on Halloween have my porch light turned off. Right. But I don't hand out candy for two reasons. Reason number one, I'm a broke bitch, and I can't afford, candy's fucking expensive, Okay. Uh, but most importantly, actually, there's three reasons. Reason number two, my dogs are psychopaths. Mm-hmm. As you've heard in like, we're on, this might be episode 50 or something. I don't know. 
as you've heard in probably the 49 previous episodes, my dogs like to bark at nothing. So imagine when people are knocking at the door all the time. Yeah. They'd be going crazy and eating the children. Mm-hmm. So that was the one that I just thought of. But third, and selfishly, this is the main, main reason why I don't hand out candy. Um, or wait, that was, that was only the second. Poor dogs. Oh, yeah. Third reason why I don't hand out candy. I'm watching... I'm watching horror movies on Halloween and don't fucking interrupt me because what if I'm in the middle of a good scene? Mm-hmm. I can't get I can't keep pausing it every 30 seconds to get up to hand out candy. So I know it's very, very selfish of me and I hate admitting that. But like because I love trick or treating as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I just I don't, don't interrupt me. I'm trying to watch movies. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, don't don't take down your decorations before November 1st. Um, the decorations that are non-existent in my house that I just admitted. But for other people, fucking leave up your decorations. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, this week, did we already drop one of the Universal Monster segments? Or is that going to be this week? That's going to be this Thursday coming up. And then we're going to do part two before Halloween, right? On Halloween. On Halloween. Okay. Yep. So, maybe before. I don't know. Because Rob just sent it to me two days ago. So... Okay. We'll see what happens, but but you'll get to hear both of those before Halloween or on is Halloween. officially over. Yeah, oh, before it's officially over for sure. Yeah. So our Laura Carloff bonus episode ha- aired recently, and then we will be having uh, Sarah Carloff. What did I say? I think you said Laura. Oh, I don't know where I got that from. What the fuck? Anyways, <laughs> I okay. I was, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> You're like who? Uh. And then a chiller this week. part one of Universal Monsters is coming out on Thursday. Now, I want to tell you to listen to that um, or like, wait, <laughs> you're excited for this, aren't you? Yeah, but because th- you've you've gotten a sneak preview. But, you were able to listen to it before anybody else. No, I wasn't, though, because I listened to it on No Good oh, Music. OK, OK, never mind. I I'm going to just trust Rob sent me. Rob sent me his podcast. That's where, you know, help. Uh, they're helping us out with bonus content. And uh, so Rob sent me the thing, but he edited it right. to take out the music portion. Yep. And I was telling Jeremy over the weekend, I said, I'm like, I'm kind of sad Rob edited it because the music portion was so good. I literally was at work fucking laughing my ass off. Like I was legitimately LOLing and my boss came over and she's like, what's so funny? And then when I had to explain to my boss what I was laughing at, it it was very awkward to say the least. And <laughs> I can't tell you why, because I think it's going to be the title of the episode. <laughs> so, but I don't know. Just the whole episode was so good. Um, so you can either wait for Thursday and listen to the edited version, or you can head over to No Good Music and listen to it now, the full version. Yep. Highly recommend. Go listen to the full version. So that's K N O W. Good music. So I'm really excited about that because I just normally I listen to a lot of true crime that comes in multiple parts, and I hate multiple part episodes because I and I won't listen to them until all the parts are out. That way I can just binge them one after the next. I am in so much suspense waiting. <laughs> For part two to drop. And now I know, Rob, I know technically he sent me the link mm-hmm. in to, for part two. 
but I'm not, I'm going to listen to it to give his podcast a listen, a view, whatever, listen, whatever, right. you know, um, but I mean, I was in, and he just sent it to me two days ago and the, his part one came out like a week or two ago, but I'm in so much suspense waiting to hear what their top three is going to be. Right. I mean, like, I know kind of what their top three are, but like what order and what movies number one for who and stuff like, I just want to freaking know. Yeah. It's so, cause normally I'm in control of this stuff and like, I like, I have rankings myself and I know what the episode's going to sound like because I was there when it was recorded and I don't know what their top three are. <laughs> I just want to know. So I'm so excited. So with that being said, <coughs> bless you. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> Come on, we had like 30 seconds left. You couldn't hold it. Couldn't hold it in. (laughs) So with that being said, uh, check out the Universal Monster episode on No Good Music. And ours will be dropping on Thursday, part one. (sighs) Visit us at linktree.com slash horrorconlounge, where you can join our Facebook group, follow us on Instagram, or buy super, super cool merch, which I love. And like us, follow us, subscribe, all the good things, rate, review. You know the drill. Uh, Maybe you're a new listener and there's your rundown. (laughs) So thank you so much for listening and we will see you on Thursday. That's so weird. Normally like see you next Monday, but we'll see you on Thursday because this month we're trying to provide so much fun content for spooky season i'm so excited and if you're at chiller this weekend we'll see you at chiller yeah on saturday all right all right bye Bye. guys